When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Having a terrible week? Well, hang in there because we are back with your favorite Avatar The Last Airbender rewatch podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Mohammed, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Jacob Ren. Jacob, how you doing? As I almost collapsed when I realized we're not, we don't need to collapse ever guess. So yeah. that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is going to be great. You know, last week we had a fantastic late night recording session. This week, we're back again, uh, late-ish, not as late as last time. Hopefully, we'll be a little bit more on track, but... You know, with based on the pre-show banter, it's going to be a wild one. I'm excited to talk about it. We have a good episode. We have an even better guest. Uh, oh, wow, there we go. What an intro already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're, I'm excited to welcome back Audrey Sizemore onto the podcast. Last year to talk about another creepy old woman in the fortune teller. Back again to talk about the creepiest old woman in all of Avatar. In God. Uh, Audrey, Seriously. do you just have a type? Uh, Honestly, I'm here for the spooky. I'm here for the weird. I am so excited to be here. The bloodbending episode is literally iconic. If you've ever seen anything Avatar, you know this episode. So I am here for it. Yeah, yeah it's probably really like is... the darkest episode in the whole series, right? Or if not the darkest, right? I, I yeah, I, I think it is like definitely one of the darkest episodes. It's also one of the episodes that kind of redefines how you think about bending because it's like oh, we don't have to be constrained to bending actual water. We can bend blood. Like, that's crazy. Uh, and yeah. I would say it's also an episode that, like, transcends, like, the original Avatar. Like, I mean, for, like, Legend of Korra, it's, like, this episode is a good, like, they have, like, a nod back to this episode in Legend mm-hmm. of Korra, which, like, mm-hmm. not a lot of that in Legend of Korra. So, also a really cool there. Love that. Yeah, yeah, this is, it's a very, like, influential important impactful episode like it is there's a lot going on here as well as it's like also just an intriguing episode like we have someone who's like actually a little bit villainous uh that's not like uh you know the big bad and it's kind of cool to get a one episode villain that's like you know so so evil 
I'm yeah. almost Team Hama here, though, to be honest. Almost. Wait, I'm if sorry. She, if she was doing this to, like, Fire Nation soldiers and not... And I'm skipping ahead a little bit. If she was doing this to, like, Fire Nation army members and not random villagers, then I yes. think she would be in the right. Or, like, it would be less evil than what she's doing. You know what I'm saying? Because now she's just doing this to random innocent villagers. That's where she's got it messed up, but... Yeah, I don't know that if I'm full team Hama, but I'm certainly not team Katara this episode. I literally was so over it this entire episode with her. She was acting all sorts of stupid and I like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe watching it because it's been a while since I've watched this episode. Well, actually, probably like maybe two years. Whenever Avatar like hit Netflix again, I did a full mm-hmm. rewatch, but then I rewatched it today and she just was like, she was uh, just so dumb this episode. It was like too hard to look past all the red flags. It was a lot. Yeah, th- there are like a lot of annoying parts. I think actually no one in Team Avatar comes off looking that good because they're either like not really that involved in the episode or they're kind of annoying. Because uh, like the whole time I was annoyed by Sokka. I was like, you're so really? <laughs> yeah. That's shocking. That is shocking. So I remember the last time I was on here, I was like, y'all are team Sokka. I cannot <laughs> yeah. handle it. And if anything, this episode, I was team Sokka because I was like, wow, he is asking the questions that need to be asked. And like, obviously this is jumping ahead, but like searching through people's houses, I fully do that whenever I like, have, I mean, <laughs> okay. not, not if allegedly we're saying this allegedly, if I were to like house it for people, I love doing that. Just like walking through being like, oh wow, I wonder what's in this room that they like, didn't really like tell me about what's in here. <laughs> I live and Sokka fully does that. So I stand. Okay. I stand him this episode. <laughs> you are never invited to my home. Uh, not that I have secrets. I just don't want like people going through my things. Like, no oh way. no, 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 no! It's only specific. I will. I will say it was this one specific lady who, like, mm-hmm. I won't say it on air, but mm-hmm. I would say it at, like not on a recording who it was. But I feel like it makes sense when I have like the full story. Okay. That all goes right. with it. Yes. All we'll right. say that. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. All <laughs> yeah. allegedly, people. I love watching people's houses. It's the easiest job, easiest way to get money. Please let me do it for you. That, uh, that is very true. Uh, there we also, go. like, you know that thing that's like, uh, like, oh, explain a plot badly? Like, do you know that trend that was like, they would explain like plots of movies in like ways that are just like incomprehensible? I should Sounds- have an example. Sounds vaguely familiar. Or is it like the thing with like the emojis where it's like, what is this movie like based off of emojis? Is it kind of like that? Yeah, it's like, it's like sort of like that. But like, like there's one that's like very iconic for Finding Nemo. I totally forget what it was. I should have prepared it, but (laughs) I came up with one for this episode. And tell me where I went wrong because this description of the episode makes it sound very different from what it was. So two women go in the forest to learn how to control their blood on this time (laughs) of the Bye. I guess that works. But honestly, honestly, I'm here for it. More than I'm thinking about it, it's true. That's a good way to describe it. That's a good way to describe it, but not the way I was expecting. Oh, I'm very surprised that's where you decided to go with that, Jacob. That's like out of character. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't anticipating that turn, but I'm here for it. I stand. I mean, okay, but that is exactly what happens in the episode. Like, if it wasn't so accurate, I may not have thought about this. <laughs> But I watched the episode earlier today. Then I went by the lake and I was sitting there. And I was like, oh, this is like kind of fun. Uh, like I was just like thinking about the episode. 
And then I was like, oh, that's like, oh, like once a month you get to do that. And I was like, oh, that's so special. And I was like, oh, wait, that's like <laughs> yeah. literally. I don't know if like, special is the way to describe it, but sure, we'll look, go with well, it. The, the blunt bending, not, whatever. I, <laughs> I should stay out of these, these dangerous waters. But I, okay, I'm not wrong. I'm glad that uh, the reaction was not discussed, but there you go. That <laughs> is explaining not... an Avatar episode really poorly. No, that's good. That was good. I was a little nervous like going into that. I was like, I feel like this is just going to fall flat. But you did good with that. I, I, I commend you. It could have been bad if you were just like, all right, I'm actually leaving now. And then right, to, like, like if I turned on you, yeah. if I was like offended, could you imagine? <laughs> Oh, that would be all. What, what if that actually is offensive? I'm so sorry. If that I don't think it's offensive. It's a fact. Great. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Okay. I, I thought this was fine, but like, I don't know. I don't know anything. So <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So that's the episode we're here to talk about. Uh, the the Puppet Master. Uh, quite the episode. Um, I'm excited to get into it. Uh, yes. Yeah. Do you want to jump into the episode now or, or are we going to talk do more it. about it? Let's do it. All. Let's do it. Unless you have more Man. lakeside thoughts. You yeah. with us. <laughs> Any more of your lake. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I had more lakeside thoughts, but they're not about Avatar. Do you want to just like, I don't know. I was like, I was thinking, I guess, how far could I swim? Uh, because <laughs> the lake's pretty big and like you can't see the end of it. And so I was thinking oh like, my if God. my life depended on it, how far could I possibly swim? Wow. That, that was my other lake said thought. Zach, uh, I would drown. I would drown as well. I can't swim at all. I went to the swimming yeah. with my friend the other day. I was just trying to float, and I couldn't even do that. I lost the ability to float. <laughs> Once upon a time, I was a good floater and bad at everything else in the water, and now I can't even do that. So, well, See, I can swim. I'm just lazy. And so like, <laughs> anytime anyone... I, I mean, I don't know if either of you watched the challenge, but anytime I watch the challenge, I'm like, literally this is my worst like i could <laughs> never never and they always spend a lot of time on it on the challenges i'm like do people actually watch it for this is this what people want to see because it is certainly not what i want to see and so i fully if i like watch it after the fact and not live i just fast forward through all of the challenges i hate them but back to the lake swimming I would probably just complain the entire time because it's like <sighs> swimming. I hate submerging myself in water. And so the <laughs> idea of like swimming until just like the end of time, hell do you no. Not like, do you not like getting in pools or anything no. like that? No, literally. And my family is a beach family too. Like every summer mm, we go to the beach and I'm like, <sighs> I just. It is not my thing, but I find like I, this last summer I was like, y'all just need to allow me because they go to the beach from like 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. if they had it their way. And I was like, y'all just need to let me exist and live and go for an hour and then let me come back and just be at the house. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very fine. Into uh, that's, so. that's insane. It's, yeah. it's, it's wild. It it's is like, wild. I cannot imagine putting a full day in at the beach. The beach is like one of the worst places to go. It's awful. Uh, yeah. So bad. Right. Well, I would say I'm one for two on Lake Thoughts. The the swimming, <laughs> not a great idea, but I'm I'm behind this whole explain an episode poorly thing. So I, I think I might try to do this again next week. We'll see. Yeah, you should. Segment, why not? Yes. Yeah. 
All right, we'll see how it goes. Uh, and if anyone else on on uh, Twitter is just like, please never do that again. Uh, <laughs> you're actually you're not allowed. A change.org will be signed. I'll be like, please cancel this segment of the show. I would, I would be honored if someone made a change.org to do anything to do with this podcast. I'd be very, very uh, happy about it. No, that's, that would be great. That's when you've made it. I know. Um, cool. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to, you know, talk about an episode now. Uh, it seems like a good idea, Zach. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Great. So, uh, they're starting the episode. Uh, everyone is around a campfire. Uh, they're in like what seems to be a really pretty forest, honestly. Like there's like a mountain, there's like a bunch of flowers. Like it's a really idyllic setting. Uh, but they're in like, uh, you know, classic camp vibes. So they have the fire in the middle. And we have Sokka telling a ghost story. Sokka's ghost story is like nonsense. I know we only get like the very end of it, but it is very, very hard to like see that this would actually be scary. He's uh, floundering. <laughs> He's yeah, fully floundering. Doing, it wasn't doing it for me. He's also uh, providing his own sound effects while telling the story and nobody's <laughs> impressed. So, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like if you're providing your own sound effects, that probably takes away from the spookiness of it. I feel like sound effects can only be added like post post production. That's a hard word to say. Yeah, um, yeah. I just feel like watching Sokka. Like we all know that kid, and like in like elementary school settings, who just I was saying this before we started recording. Like you have to be very good at improv. I feel like to just like tell a campfire story because mm-hmm. if people get bored like you have to be able to pivot yeah. Sokka is not that way he was doing so bad and I just it takes you back I never went to camp but I you know still had like sleepovers where people would try to tell scary stories and it's just the most awkward thing when you have to like pretend to be scared So, and maybe this is just me maybe other people like I didn't like come into my roasting phase of life to, towards my friends until later in life. But I would just like feel so bad that it was such a bad story that I would just be like, Oh my God, I cannot believe you just said like very that trying to make them feel good. Like they said a good story, but Sokka just, I don't even think he could have gotten that for me. It was so bad. Yeah, I actually have a vivid memory of this where I was like at a friend's house and we were like telling some sort of stories. I don't even think they were intended to be scary, but I remember that everyone else was like hyping them up like, oh, that was such a good story. And I was like, I I thought it was terrible, but I was like, I guess I have to join in on the hype now because I don't want to be like the bad friend that didn't like congratulate. Right. So I was like, I was like, no, that was like a really good like, oh, when you said that, like I was so worried it was going to happen. And the whole time I was telling God. myself, I was like, everyone else has to be faking this. They have to be sociopaths, or uh, or have you done the same thing? Uh, I would have. I would have not. I would have done what you did initially and just been like, "This story is mid. I hate it." So (laughs) I was honest with my homies if I didn't like their stories. It's just like talent shows. It's just like talent shows, though. I don't know about y'all again. Talent show day was traumatic for me because they <laughs> always let kids, they always let kids on who did not know how to sing. That is when they needed to be adults and be like, kid, like, I think that this is something maybe you can practice for next year. They would always let kids on who should not have done that. And it was like social suicide, but like, obviously, you know, express yourself. But I think talent shows are barbaric. 
<laughs> barbaric because it's just like everyone else like it, it could just set the kid up for being made fun of which obviously do not condone that but like kids are cruel and so then there are people who are like me who I feel like I have to overcompensate for like the kid because I don't want them to feel bad and so I'm like wow the pitch was bad but like <laughs> they really tried they put themselves out there and that's just like <laughs> It's so funny that I just like am having these like traumatic flashbacks because we only had talent shows like in elementary school. Okay. But Sokka is just such like Sokka is that, you know, like tries so hard but just doesn't land any single time. Before oh, we move God. on, you just you guys just <laughs> reminded me in grade seven we had a talent show at camp and my talent was uh putting both my legs behind my head. <laughs> Sadly, what? I'm not flexible enough to do that anymore. <laughs> You put both your legs behind your head? That's incredible. I'm just imagining, like, the group of people being like, oh, my God. On real time for the listeners, Zach just put his foot behind his head in real time. Like, with no hesitation. Like, that was easy. I guess I could still do it. Yeah, he hasn't like stretched. He didn't yeah, warm up. Or maybe, or maybe <laughs> no, he does before up. every podcast in case it comes up. He's uh, like, ooh, got to stretch today. Um, <laughs> Always be prepared. That was pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. That's, exact. that's a good talent. Yeah, uh, that was my one. A- <laughs> I mean, that's a good one to have. We'd have a spring show in our choir. And there would always be that one kid who, like, really wanted to do, like, a song. And it was the God. exact situation that Audrey was talking about where it'd just be a person who, like, clearly no one had told them, like, no, you're not on The Voice. You're not going to make it. But, like, they thought they would. And it was always so awkward. So I really get that. Uh, oh, is oh, energy, yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. about, you know, redirecting that, like, zeal that the kid has to something where they can succeed, you know? But people just don't do that. Oh, God. Yeah. But then Katara, Katara's story, as she was saying it, I was like, dang, this girl, like, she has it. She's the Rachel Berry. She's the Rachel Berry (laughs) of Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, she has it. Uh, Her story was really good. I also really like that Sokka's story. So Sokka's story, he, like, comes with props because he uses the sword, like, in the thing. He says, like, you know, there's a haunted blade or whatever. And then Aang's response is, I think I like the man with a sword for a hand better. Which means that Sokka had told another scary story. And that other scary story had to do with another sword being haunted. Saga has literally one thing and he told the story twice and he tried to get away with it. I just find that so funny that like, that's just so true to Saga's character. He had an idea and he ran with it. He ran with it into the ground, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. just life, uh, I guess. But yeah, then, then Katara decides to give her uh, spooky story a lot scarier for sure. Zach, what were your impressions of Katara's scary story? Yeah, I like Katara's scary story. I feel like the scariest stories are the ones that happen in real life, because then you think it can actually happen to you. And Katara's story had some like real life elements to it. So I thought her story was sufficiently scary. What about y'all? I always get confused with uh, this scene because I'm like, is Hama supposed to be the girl? Like, is that like what they're alluding to? Or am I just thinking too much into this? Like, I was not on my, uh, what was that one website where people would blog like conspiracy theories? Not Reddit. Tumblr. I was on my Tumblr. I was on my Tumblr game for Legend of Korra theories, but not, I mean, I was like, what, 10 when Avatar The Last Airbender was on? I guess maybe 13 by this point in book three. And Mm -hmm. I just would love to know is like is Hama I forget what the girl's name was Nini, Nini? Yeah. okay was Hama supposed to be Nini 
And like, is that like a connecting factor? I don't know. I initially thought the same thing when I watched the episode, but I was like, nah, maybe I'm just tripping here. Maybe it's not I, a connection. I don't know. Yeah, like, I kind of thought that at first, but then, like, the story that Hama gives is, like, a very consistent story. It makes a lot of sense for that to be, yeah. like, the progression that they went down. Like, uh, I don't, like, it doesn't really make sense that Nini would be the same person. Like, it makes more sense for Hama's backstory for what she told to be true. So, like, fully, know, it's like, it's kind of fun to, like, imagine that that's the case, but I kind of think this poor Nini person just like froze to death, uh, <laughs> which is like pretty serious. Actually, I said that so badly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Freezing and burning to death—that's the worst. <laughs> Those are the worst ways to go. Oh my gosh! I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have experience, yeah. but I imagine. I, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but the movie Dunkirk has like a, a like a way that people die, which like literally like I after I watched the movie Dunkirk, I had a nightmare about it like once a week for a year. Can you spoil that for me? Because I watched Dunkirk, but I completely forgot the whole movie. So can you just spoil it? Through, like, oh, sure. I, I thought I had, I thought I had said this before. You probably you may very, have, but it's okay. I'm very sorry if anyone else like has nightmares <laughs> about this. I'm sure you will. So go ahead and skip 30 seconds if you want to sleep well. But there's a point where like a bunch of people go in the water, and then there's oil on the water. And so, like, uh, then a plane crashes into the oil, and so there's fire on top and water underneath. So you have to pick between, like, uh, like literally, like drinking water and like drowning, and like going to the top and burning. And like the fact that you have a choice is just like so traumatizing. I would dream about it. Seriously, that is crazy. That that all this like is reminding me. I don't know if you guys have watched Squid Games yet. Everyone is talking about it. I can't. I won't say anything. But I'm just going through. All the Squid Game flashbacks as we're talking about, you know, horrible ways to die. But yeah. I won't I, spoil Squid Games. Is That's it fine. a bad take that I think I'd be pretty good at Squid Games? Like, just the game. No. Part. Like, I, I don't think I'd be good at, like, the, you know, like, social maneuvering, like, in the house or whatever it is. But I think I'd be pretty good at all the, all the six games. I feel like, I don't know that I... I the one character who I envision myself to be is very chaotic energy. And so I feel like I would crumble. I would be, I, I would just not do well. I would not do well in squid games. I think mm. I could survive red light, green light, but I'd probably die like at one of the games for sure. Well, so we played tug of war in college and like we were like, our house was the best at tug of war in the entire college. We were so good at it. Like, we were absolutely sick because we knew like, okay, so you like twist uh, your arms and then you like all go at the same time and you like just slowly drag the other person. And the way that you like twist the rope, you can get extra leverage. Like I would not oh lose it. It's like a full science. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, we literally would have training sessions for tug of war the night before. So that homecoming weekend, we could go and destroy everyone else at Chicago. So there you go. I would not lose that challenge. Not a chance in the world. Damn. How wild. Oh, yeah. God. Squid anyway. Games is wild. 1010 recommend to the listeners. It's very True. good. Right. Take, off, it. take off the English overdub. That's my only recommendation. Very much agree. Although, I have to say, like people are talking about you know spooky stuff on Netflix. Uh, like Squid Games is popping up. Like This episode of Avatar should be popping up. This is the spooky episode of TV for October. Oh, yeah. Fruit. Fully. Fully. Yeah. The um, jumping, jumping back into it after Katara like says her ghost story or I guess like real life story, whatever. She Toph like talks about screaming under the mountain, 
And can I say that is when I'm like, okay, y'all, we got to pack up and go. Like, I am not trying to stay in that area, which, and also for this part, I again didn't realize that this was an important part until later on in the episode. And so I wrote back, I was like, I should talk about this because it is an important part to the episode because they gloss over it so fast. The casual screaming underneath the mountain, like, Oh, yeah, God. I'm surprised I, they don't initially trust Toph in this moment and like try to go see what's under the mountain. You know what I mean? They're just saying, "Oh, she's spooked because of the scary stories." But they should listen to Toph. They should have listened to Toph. Toph well, has never <laughs> once been wrong about this. Every yeah. single time she's able to sense what's happening, she can get them out of danger. She always knows what's coming. Like whenever like Sparky Sparky Boom Boom Man showed up. And she was like, oh, someone's here. They weren't all like, oh, silly you. You're not right. No, she's right every single time. Like, I, I was actually quite upset that, uh, <laughs> that everyone else was like, oh, no, like, nice try. You're just kidding with us. Well, in, no. in, in the Team Avatar's defense, if someone, even if I fully trusted them, was like, hey, there's screams <laughs> coming from down below. I am not about to be like, come on, guys, let's go search under the screaming mountain. Let's do it. Like, there's no way. I was like, let's leave. We are leaving from this place. Oh, God, I would not. I would be in tears. I would be inconsolable. <laughs> there's no way. There's a chance that if you do see the, uh, hear like screams from under a mountain, that it's actually the underworld. And then you get to meet the muses from Hercules. And I would, I think I'd get along with the muses from Hercules. There so you I would go. Like to meet them. True. Very true. It uh, could, it could uh, open up so many doors. <laughs> I know. Like it really could just like broaden my horizons. Uh, give me so many more connects with the underworld. Like exactly. Exactly. Uh, Anyway, so then, um, yeah, they're talking about these screams under the mountains. And then out of nowhere, uh, this old woman appears. And I have to say, this is not the best approach that Hamba could have taken. She could have waited in the morning. She could have, like, said, like, oh, hey, is anyone out there? But she, like, walks up right to the group. And she says, hello, children, which is the creepiest thing you could say. It's, like, the only creepier thing is, like, oh, I can bloodbend. Like, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> but they, they fully go for it. This is when they start to lose me. Uh, like, have they never seen Stranger Danger? Like, I guess they don't go to school, so they don't hear that. But, like, Stranger <laughs> Danger. I just thought, like, The Strangers, the movie. Like, who is down to go with some old woman and be like, yeah, let's go crash her motel. Let's do it. <laughs> like, no. After you are found in the literal woods, you are trying to go with the first woman who comes by and's like, yeah, let's go back to my place. Sorry, not interested. But they're fully, like, very thankful for her. And I'm like, y'all seemed fine a couple minutes ago sleeping on the ground. Like, where is that energy right now? Well, that is what you need. They sleep on the ground every night. So, like, the fact that they're going to sleep on the ground one more time instead of, like, potentially dying is just, like, not a risk worth taking. I don't know. Zach, no. would you have uh, would you have gone with Hama? Uh, I don't know. Hama's pretty... Because I'm not, I'm not a bender. I don't have, like, the powers that Aang, Katara, and um, 
uh, top halves. So I'd be a little more scared and I probably wouldn't go with Hama. I'd just chill in the group. I'm Team Audrey here. I'd be <laughs> terrified of Hama, to be honest. But because Hama looks so gray and dingy and scary. Like, have you noticed the hues to Hama? Like, she's just gray compared to everybody else. They're, she's not yeah. colorful. I, and her lips I, are very chopped. She needs chops. <laughs> That's like the first thing I noticed. She has very chopped lips. I was like, this lady. Strike true. strike 500 against this woman. Yeah, I mean, I can accept someone who's blood bending, but at least take care of your lips. Like, come exactly. On. Just, just terrible. Is it better than ever? She said, my name is Hama. You know the song Kama Chameleon? It's like, no. Kama. You don't know the song? No. What? I don't. <laughs> sorry, sorry to like make this an awkward, an awkward Wait, podcast. I've heard it. I just don't know the. I don't know any of the other words. No, I think you're overestimating my uh, diversity in music taste. If it's not like K-pop or hyper-pop, then I probably haven't heard it. Okay, well, I cannot sing right now because I'm like pretty congested, as I'm sure people can tell. But it's. I'm going to try anyway. It's like the. Comma, 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 chameleon. You don't know. Okay. I don't no. think no. I've heard this either, to be honest. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, exactly. Thank you. I'll look at the message. Like, is it like I, rock? I swear I'm being is it rock music? One second. Let me find if it. If it's rock music, there's literally no way in hell I've ever heard it. No, it's like a very famous song. This, you you are both trolling me. No, I'm fully. Uh, okay. I'm just uncultured when it comes to it, music. What can I It's say? a song Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. I've heard of Culture Club, Karma. So this maybe is, I have heard. This has to be their most famous song. Like, there's no way it's not. Okay, Karma. whatever. I guess it won't land. But as soon as she said her name is Hama, I was like, Hama, 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 Hama. I'm upset that you hadn't heard of the song. Well, I'm sure everyone else has. People <laughs> come out of the woodwork saying that this yeah. is a song that you all should have known. It'll divide the podcast. The people who have heard Comma Chameleon <laughs> and the people who haven't. All right. Well, I will. Uh, I will tweet that poll. <laughs> yeah, please. But r- jumping right back into this, another thing they split them up into different bedrooms. I thought that was weird. If I like. I love being by myself. That is when I thrive. But if someone were to take me to a hotel from people who I met in the woods and we're like, yeah. okay, but you can't even stay with your group of friends. There, there's just no way because then you don't know if Toph down the, down the hallway is being murdered. You don't know if Katara across the way is being murdered. And so I thought that being separated, Sokka literally went right to sleep. Like at first he was scared, but then they had like switched the scene where he was like snoring and stuff. He was cool as a cucumber. I living in my house, like my current living place, I don't have a lock on my door. And even that sometimes at night, I'm like, Oh, here we go. Don't have a lock on my door. Like if someone breaks in, I'm fully murdered. Like love that for me. And like literally have lived here my entire life and I still get freaked out. So there's no way that I'm about to go into a new motel without a lock on the door or with someone beside me. Literally no way. 
what was even more alarming to me was the fact that it's an inn, right? But there's no other people staying at the inn. So that must have been, that would be like a big red flag for me personally. Oh, just so, so all many of, red flags. All of those things actually like seem to make sense. Like <laughs> a lot of people aren't coming to the inn because people disappear out of the woods. So like, who's going to be a tourist there? And then like, I don't know. I've not been to an inn that has like six bunk beds. Like, I, I, I kind of think it makes sense. I don't know where they kept Appa. I actually was a little bit confused. Like, no one ever talked about where Appa stayed. It was not covered once. I thought that was, like, a little bit disrespectful. But I think they had, like, a shed in the back after the Hama reveals she's, like, part of the Southern Water Tribe. We see them, like, feeding Appa in a shed in the back. So mm, Okay. I'll, I'll take that for now. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I didn't think that was too bad. I mean, clearly the more concerning thing is the fact that Hama says people are disappearing in the woods that you're camping in. Like, that part is, like, immediate red flag. And it's a little bit weird that Hama would even say that because, like, I don't know, you don't want these people to leave. Like, you don't want them to be freaked out. <laughs> well, you I feel like that would bring them to the hotel. Place. That would bring them to the motel more for, no, them, but- for her to be like, I'm looking out for y'all, like... If y'all stay out here, y'all aren't goners. Come back with me. It'll be fine. So I feel like that's like after she says that after they're already there. It's like, I don't know. Like you didn't need to drop that detail. Like you already sealed the deal. But clearly none of these people have read Hansel and Gretel and it shows. It it fully, that is a story. That is something I have heard of. And it fully shows. Oh, oh god. Uh, anyway, so they all are gonna go to their separate rooms, which apparently is creepy. Um <laughs> and yeah, so Sokka, we see him, uh, we get to spend the night with Sokka. Sokka's saying, like, oh, this place is so creepy. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to fall asleep. Immediately cuts to uh Sokka not only conked out, but also snoring and drooling on his pillow, which is like quite just gross. so comfortable. He's just so comfortable. Yeah. He really, he made himself uh, quite at home. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. As my next, does not, my next note, on. sorry to jump in. My next note is, this is where Katara annoys the hell out of me. Befriending <laughs> this old woman, like, girl, you don't know her. <laughs> I was reading that while you were talking. I was like, honestly, though, this is where she starts her downfall. I think it's fine to befriend her. Yeah, I thought it was kind of a nice, sweet moment initially. No, (laughs) no, I'm like, this is weird uh, to literally befriend this. No, but Katara, this is why she just frustrates me. She has very few moments in the entire series where I'm like, wow, she's really cool. Which I guess is a hot take. A lot of people love Katara. She's just not my favorite character. But this is just one of those moments. Like, this is why she is the Rachel Berry of Avatar The Last (laughs) Airbender. Because everyone can recognize that Rachel Berry is, like, talented and, like, all of that. And she does have some, like, moments where you're like, okay, I can see it. Katara is the exact same way. And this is just one of those moments. She's just, like, kissing this woman's ass the entire time. (laughs) And it's just like, why? Why all of a sudden you again don't know her, but you were just like fully she's just jumping in and I don't get it. I'm gonna put myself out there on a limb. I'm gonna try to defend her a bit. <laughs> uh so I think that like so Hama is like clearly very comfortable with them. It's probably clear that like Hama's able to tell that like they're Southern Water Tribe. 
um, like even from the beginning, from like hearing the stories, like when she's walking by the camp. So she knows, like Hama knows that there's this connection between them. Katara has been away from her family for a long time. She really misses Grand Grand. Clearly she cares about family. And so having someone to step into that role is probably making her feel really comfortable. And it's probably more so a reflection on a relationship with her grandma and not this random woman she met. Does that make yeah. it any better? Yeah, I think I'm... <laughs> I can see that, yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess when you put Thank it into you. that that frame, but exactly. still, it's just weird. Hey. All right, I, Zach, I, I appreciate the support uh, and agreeing. Yeah, because um, she just she's just using her as like a placeholder for her own grandmother, so it makes sense, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I think that so the I think what you're talking about here is like they're going shopping, uh, and they're all like uh, you know walking through this marketplace. Uh, like Hama made her purchase, and the old man at the teller like uh, like gives her a nice little like smile or whatever. And he is, uh, or Katara is like saying like, oh, that guy's got a thing for you. Uh, you should go back and see if we can get some free food. Um, and this is where she's like kind of sucking up to him. I thought that was sweet. Like, I think it's kind of cute that like Katara is trying to hook up this old man and Hama. It's like, okay, elderly love. We, we love it. No, if anything, this is where I'm like, this is just getting worse. Like, I just, like, I, maybe it's just a me thing. I just hate the, like, oh my gosh, you can totally use your charm to, like, one-up this person. It's like, we, that's weird to me. Like, but also, if you have it, like, that's not me saying, I think this is just me against Katara. Like, you know, if it's, like, ethical, do whatever you can to, like, get ahead in life. But I just hate this. Like, I just hate this moment. <laughs> I hate the, ooh, like, he's so into you. Like, why do you, like, ah. Uh, I just, I hate it. <laughs> I hate See, everything okay. about this moment. I I'm hate totally, it so much. I'm, I'm totally on board. If you can flirt your way to getting something, you should totally go for it. I tried yes. to do that one time at like uh, <laughs> at a tea shop. I was like, oh, I'm going to flirt my way. I'll get free drinks, whatever. <laughs> it didn't work out. But hey, I don't fault myself for trying. I think you should put yourself out there and try. So I think Tar's advice is solid. I'm, I'm here for it. <sighs> it's just it's so like, she's just sucking up so much. I think that's <laughs> what's annoying me. It's like, Girl, you don't know the dynamics. She could be really cool with this guy who's selling vegetables. You just don't know. She has yeah. it under control. Why are you trying to like be all weird about it? <laughs> I love how passionate you are about this. I no, I just that. I cannot I cannot stand Katara. That's just that that's the root of all of it. Really? Yeah. I thought last time we talked you were more on Team Katara than we were, I feel like. That is book one when she is like one of the only options. Yeah, now too. in book three, like once Toph hits the scene, mm. like any support goes to Toph in my life. And so, and then all, also once Azula comes, like it's game over. Queen of <laughs> yeah. my life. I love her so much. We haven't checked in oh with like Azula God. or Zuko in a long time. Like we didn't see them last week. We didn't see them uh, like this week at all. Uh, it's been kind of weird to like go literal weeks without them. And then in Nightmare and Daydreams, which is next week's episode, I'm not even sure that we get that much Zuko in Azula, if any at all. It's like, devastating. That, it, or actually, no, I guess we we do get some story because like Zuko has some sort of meeting that he goes to, I think, next week. But oh, it, it yeah, really yeah. is like a few weeks in a row. Zach, have you been missing uh, the like absence of, of Zuko and Azula? 
Not really, because when they have these like standalone story episodes, I like the fact that we're not getting like whiplash cutting back back and forth between uh, two stories. So I kind of haven't been missing them, to be honest. Okay, that's good. Even, even um, though I do love Azula, and I, yeah. I like seeing Obsessed. her rise to power. She's a boss. So, oh, for yeah. Sure. yeah. Zach, more important question. Would you ever use your charm to uh, take advantage of someone? <laughs> what charm? <laughs> <laughs> what God. charm? What are you talking about? Have confidence in yourself, Zach. You need to have confidence in yourself. Uh, I mean, if I oh, had my. it, I'd use it. Sure, I'd go and flirt my way to... If people were receptive to my flirting, sure, I'd flirt my way to free stuff why not i I don't know if i got that kind of game the ways of like i mean this is coming from me the way for flirting is like you just have to believe the delusion like you don't actually like have to like you're because you're saying like i don't have it but it's all about the delusion anyone can pursue like being flirtatious you just have to go for it all right, all right. I'll take y'all's advice. Have maybe confidence in yourself. I'll, I'll be a little more confident. Maybe I'll <laughs> yes. flirt my way and get some free stuff. Why not? I'll yeah, report next, back. Yeah, next week, Zach's going to have, like, you know, mountains of food uh, in the, like, webcam. <laughs> and he's just going to be, like, chowing down on stuff. He's like, yeah, I got this for free. I got this for free. It's going to be... I free. feel like it's going to be the opposite. We're gonna, like, mountains of restraining orders and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's also good content for the podcast. Either way, I personally don't mind. My life is better if you try. Uh, All right. Anyway, hopefully uh, you can get some ash bananas next week. I still Ooh, don't understand what's the difference between an ash banana and a regular banana. Uh, Zach, if you could explain that to me, I'd be indebted to you. Hmm, maybe an ash banana. This is just my theory. Is like a little charred and crispier. Maybe that's what it is. Like it grows crispy? No, like they burn oh. it. Oh, that makes way more sense. I was like, how does it grow burnt? That makes no sense at all. Uh, the, uh, something something that they said at the little market that honestly scared me for my life was Aang said something. I This is a paraphrasing, but he was like, what did they do to the earth to make the spirit so mad? And I literally, I was like, dude, if like, if the spirits are going to get mad, I imagined planet Earth. Like, the way we're screwing up Earth, I'm like, we're literally doomed. Like, we have no way out of this. It's going to be so bad if, like, the spirits really are acting in yeah. a way where if you, like, kill the Earth, then, like, they're going to retaliate. I, I think the spirits, the spirits already me. would be taking people out of uh, out of their homes every full moon. Like, the, yeah, like, the spirits would already have sought their vengeance. Oh. Uh, but I, I did appreciate uh, Aang saying that, assuming it was the spirit world. But to go it back sent to, me to a spiral. Uh, yep, I mean, I fully good. spiraled. I fully spiraled <laughs> after that. I was like, like I was watching this this part on a plane, and I was like, it's over. <laughs> We're literally <Yeah. laughs> done. Like, there's no coming back from this. We've screwed up too much, and you know existential crisis on an american airlines flight <laughs> i love some existential dread while you're on a plane in the sky that's like the perfect time to just like think about this sort of stuff oh god uh, literally one thing that i wanted to go back on was uh go back to is like the shop owner says uh to the random person in the village he says oh yeah i can't lose another delivery boy in the woods how many <laughs> delivery boys do you think that he lost trying to get some ash bananas because if it's more than one like Poor shop owner. Literally. How how yeah, often do full moons come around? Well, Dude, I have no idea. 
If it's well, an Earth, it's every yet. 28 days. Every 28 days, okay. So but but that's only in, losing uh, a delivery boy like once a month, right? <laughs> well, that's only that's only on Earth. Like, there's there's no reason that like the aren't they on Earth? I mean, like, like technically, right? Kind of. It doesn't have to be the same planet. The planet, okay. So this is like this is not super important, but like based on the speed the Appa moves and how fast they're traveling across the like known planet, either they don't know everything and there's like a new world that they have not yet discovered, or their globe is a lot smaller. I I believe their globe's a lot smaller because like whenever we're in Legend of Korra, they have like better technology and we still have roughly the same map. So I believe their globe is smaller, which means that there'd be more full moons. Yeah, that makes sense. Gotcha. And I do think it's different from Earth because like the way the kingdoms are set up, like you look at that map, it's like nothing like Earth. So Yeah. yeah well Pangea, like it could have <laughs> <it's like, laughs> back true. in the day. It I could guess. still be but yeah, that makes sense with like the movement and airspeed, whatever. You know, that works. <laughs> let me, Jacob uh, coming let me in see. here with his science and stuff. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All that BS. Well, I, I don't remember if you, uh, like, I don't know if you remember this, Zach, but I did try to find out how fast Appa could go, like, in I one know. of the first episodes. I, like, tried to calculate it as best I could. It was very complicated, <laughs> but it clearly, like, it's not too large. I'm going to try to see if anyone has figured this out already. Uh, just because, like, we do get a lot of stuff about, like, the lunar and solar eclipses. Like, maybe someone's actually been able to figure this out. It's so funny because I forgot the, speaking of, like, the Avatar map, for this last Christmas, my brother-in-law, he got me, like, a huge tapestry of Avatar The Last Airbender, like, map. And it should be behind me on this wall but it fell because <laughs> I could oh. be like, well, actually we could look at it right here. Yeah, we could, <laughs> but it's, we could, it's, uh, fallen. it's fallen on the ground. That's, that's too bad. Okay. There's nothing online that says how long it is, but I'm going to go ahead and just say, we can create whatever canon we'd like. I'm going to say every 14 days that happens <laughs> yes. in Avatar as opposed okay. to 28. Yeah, okay. That, that makes a little Great. sense. And now it's settled because we can make <laughs> stuff up whenever we'd like. <laughs> Wait, also this was, Again, I loved Sokka this episode. I was like, this is his redeeming episode for me. Because speaking of the moon, there was a moment. I don't know if I'm like jumping super far ahead. But Toph was like, the moon must be like really crazy. Like Toph said something against the moon. And Sokka was like, don't say that. The moon is a nice lady. And I was like, oh, that's cute. Oh, yeah. We love that. Yeah, a little bit later, he like, fully comes out to defend the moon, which I appreciated. Um, yeah, I thought that was quite cute. Uh, it was. But then, so anyway, Aang's like determined, he's like, cool, you know, I'm going to help people out. I'll mend the spirit. Uh, I'll mend the difference between the spirit world and the regular world. Uh, so great. Hama's like, great. So take all these things back to the end. I'm going to run some more errands. She's clearly going to like feed the people that are there, right? Like, cause like in the mountains. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, these people are not, like, emaciated. Like, they've clearly been eating. So I guess this is, like, when she's going to feed them. Is that right? Yeah, that makes sense. That clutter. That does make sense. And then Sokka says a weird, weird line. He says, this is a mysterious little town you have here. I guess Hama's the one who says it. Because Hama says, mysterious town for mysterious children. Now, what? She says for mysterious children. Like, this town is for them? Is that what she means? (sighs) I don't know. Hama has a lot of weird, creepy lines. And Katara defends it because Sokka's like, sister, like, this is messed up when they're talking to one another. And Katara is like, she's just a nice old lady. Like, don't take it so personal. And I'm like, if someone 
came up to me and was like, this town is for mysterious people like you, I would be like, dude, get away from me. We are not <laughs> trying to do this anymore. I am leaving. Yeah. You can keep my stuff. Oh, God. See, okay. Again, I'll defend Katara here <laughs> because she says she found four strange kids in the woods. Isn't that mysterious? And to that, I say, yes, that is mysterious. Why are you camping in the woods? No adult supervision. <laughs> It's a little bit odd that they're out there. Like, I don't know. It's it, true, yeah. but I think it's credit for clocking Hama, like, almost instantly. He, like, knows there's something off about her right away. He's skeptical of her, but Katara defends her, and she says she reminds her of Grand Grand, and then that, like, stops <laughs> their arguing. Yeah. His instincts well. are finally right. It's like a vengeance for the jet episode where he was like relying on his <laughs> instincts like he finally has good instincts this episode true true that is true uh he decides he's gonna go around the house and he's gonna try to snoop around uh, That's how we do it. a little bit disrespectful for me but uh he decides <laughs> to you know walk around and look for stuff uh first he opens up a door which has a bunch of wooden puppets inside all the puppets are very creepy i did not like them very much um <laughs> Anyway, so then Katara justifies that by just saying, like, she's got a hobby and, like, yeah, puppets aren't illegal, so good for her. Uh, Sokka decides to keep looking around and he goes up to a locked door. Uh, he then looks through a locked door to see a small little box and he's like, great, I'm going to go into the box. Uh, so he uses his sword to break open the lock. Now, Zach, I have to ask you, if Toph's able to later, like, literally 15 seconds later, use her metal bracelet to get into the chest. Why didn't she do this for the door? Why does Sokka use a sword? Uh, I don't know why you're asking me this, but I think you're completely right. <laughs> I think it makes a lot. I think, yeah, Toph should have just opened that door too. I don't know why Sokka had to break it with his sword. That's a good observation. Uh, Audrey, any reason you can think of? Because like, as soon as this well, happened, I was like, this is not the best use. Like, A sword is not a lockpick. Well, we know Toph kind of has a soft spot for Sokka. Like, there have been moments where she's, like, you know, expressed interest into him. So maybe this is her version of feeding his ego, of being like, oh, like, let's see if he can, like, get into the door by himself. Let's see what can happen here. But then once she sees that he, like, can't do it, she's like, okay, I'll take over. Let's do this. That is actually a perfect answer, which makes there so we much go. sense. <laughs> there we I, go. I, Zach, you're right. I'm not, I don't know why I asked you. I should have asked Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> no, shots fired, but no, nah, Audrey yeah. came through with a great answer. So there we go. Yeah, Back to the doll thing really quick. Sense. I tried to be judgmental of the doll thing, knowing full well I have, I am currently looking at over. <laughs> I collect Funko Pops. And so I tried to be so judgmental about the like puppet doll thing. I was like, who the hell collects dolls? But like Funko Pops are basically just like a lot of action figures. And uh -huh. so I couldn't even judge her for that. I was like, I fully have like 120 just like displayed casually. Listen, I have a very good Avatar The Last Airbender Funko Pop collection. And so like that's a lot of them. But then I have others, you know, like that are just super cute. But. I couldn't even judge. And my mom, my mom though has really creepy dolls, but we keep those under a lock and key. They're literally like, you have to like use a lock to get to these dolls. Very Wait, creepy. What makes them so creepy that you have to lock them up? They just are like glass dolls that like, I don't know how to describe them, but like, uh, 
what's Annabelle? Is that the oh yeah? Is that the scary yeah, doll? The doll that like kills yeah. people? It like yeah. it's like a, a glass face kind of like that, just like littler or smaller. I guess the right word, and it's just like a ton of them. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I hope every full moon you stay far away from that locked box because that sounds <laughs> terrible. Now that you mentioned Annabelle, that reminded me. Uh, so I have a cousin named Annabelle, and apparently oh that she had gotten teased uh, at school uh, oh, whenever that, that came out. That sucks. And yeah, and we bad. were literally banned from talking about that movie. Like my aunt was like, Stop. "Please don't mention that movie. Like, do not say Triggering anything about it. It's really oh. traumatizing for her." So we weren't allowed to mention it. Anyway, I always feel so bad. Like people named Alexa, people named Chucky, like all of these people's names, they're like their lives have been ruined. That's far out for those people. Seriously, pour one out. <laughs> here's here's to you if you have a name that's traumatizing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll drink to that. One second. I'll mute myself while I take a sip. There we go. He is currently taking a sip. <laughs> <laughs> nice narration from Audrey. Yeah, thank you oh, very yeah. much. Of course. Um, anyway, so they get into this uh, room. Then they see the small little chest. Uh, and Sokka's like, great, we're going to try to find a key. Toph then uses her meteor bracelet to be able to uh, make a small key. And then Katara's like, oh, this is crazy. Like, I'm not going to do it. Whatever. I, like, going, going away. And then as soon as uh, they're able to open the box, Katara like also joins in and they have this great little animation moment where they're all like right in there. They're like so excited to see. And I really thought the animators had a lot of fun with this moment in particular. So I really just wanted to shout out how funny it was, how comical uh, it was, how excited they were all like waiting with anticipation. I really, I enjoyed this. Fully. Movie quite a lot. Fully. And it's also with like Hama, like, of course, the moment Katara, like, betrays her, like, she comes up and she's like, what are you guys looking at? Like, what is going on? <laughs> like, the whole thing is just perfect. You know, it all lines up so well. Uh, but it literally, it sent me, like, another trauma <laughs> of, like, have you ever been on, like, a FaceTime call? And you're like, you... <laughs> You're like, you call a group of people and like a specific person doesn't answer. And so then you're like, you say something. <laughs> this happened with my sister once. I was calling our family group message and I like started talking like smack about one of my sisters. <laughs> and then she like came onto the FaceTime call. But there's like a lag in between when they can start talking, but like they can hear you already. And so my sister was like, what were you saying about me? And I like, it just reminded me of that. I was like, this is horrifying but i feel like that happens to everyone audrey Hopefully. no i i don't think so you said has this ever happened to you and then went and said one of the most specific things that could happen which is oh, someone God. joins the facetime call right as you're talking smack about them like no that has not happened to me i'm very sorry about it but i think oh, it's it, so it's funny so that you're like oh, this is about to be so relatable <laughs> like this happens to everyone it no, is the no. most awkward. Well, have, has anyone ever come in and you're like talking smack about them? And then, and I need to preface if I ride with a person, I don't talk smack about them. So let me just preface that. Like, I don't only talk smack about people, but ha you have no one has ever walked in on you and you're like talking in a way that might not be super flattering towards them. And in, in never. Yes. In real life, I have any, any, okay. There like, we go. High school theater, this is like exactly what happens. <laughs> like, you'd be like, oh, this person's not even that good. And then they like walk around the corner. It's like, oh my God, did they hear me? But the fact that it's like so specific to like the FaceTime call. Like, oh, God. That's that, the first ever, thing I thought of. 
Has this ever happened to you? Yeah, in real life. Yeah, sure. I remember I was talking crap about one of my homie's brothers. <laughs> and he just walked up and we were like, oh, crap. God, it's just <laughs> so then, awkward. But then on a FaceTime, no, I don't FaceTime often enough to have it. And the guys I do FaceTime with, we'll just talk junk to each other's faces or like behind <laughs> their backs. Like, we don't care. We just shit talk openly. So. <gasps> one time, yeah. this also reminds me, one time... <sighs> This was mean. Like, I fully can look back. Like, this was mean. <laughs> Me and it was like three other friends that I had at the time. And we were talking so much smack about this one girl. And then I looked down and somehow my phone had dialed this girl's phone number. And like, she didn't answer, but it was just a voicemail that was like being left on her phone for like 10 minutes. And I remember like, I texted her and I was like, hey, so like, just don't even bother answering that, like listening to that voicemail. It's just 10 minutes of us just like talking about random stuff. But like, I knew and like, obviously, like, that's mean. Like, I don't want her to hear anything that we said. Like, and again, prefacing this was in high school. I have aged and grown from this moment. But like, I felt so bad. Oh, that's another thing that this reminded me of. Damn, talking junk about your sister, <laughs> talking junk to this girl. Audrey, you're a menace to society. What can we say? We can all change and evolve <laughs> as people. I am a living proof. <laughs> That's all I'll say to that. Jacob, you're muted. Yeah, Jacob, you're muted. <laughs> red alert, red alert. Red alert. Oh, no, you're still muted. Um... So the, should we just move on here? <laughs> Jacob tries to <laughs> there, there, you're back. Oh, you're back. No, oh, no you're, you're back. back. You're back. There we go. Okay, that was frustrating. Um, well, I don't even remember what I was saying. Yeah, let, I, <laughs> I had it. My joke, I'm sure, it was hilarious, and it's lost forever now. So instead, we'll talk about what was in the box. Uh, it was a comb. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed it myself, but it is a random comb. Uh, and the reason why this poem is important is because it is the last thing that Hama had from growing up in the Southern Water Tribe. Uh, and then obviously Katara and Sokka are pretty surprised by that. Um, anyway, they start talking about like, oh, I'm from the Southern Water Tribe. And then Hama's like, yeah, just like you. And then, uh, they're like, what? How'd you know it? And it's like, well, when you say I'm from the Southern Water Tribe during your campfire story, it's pretty obvious how, but whatever. <laughs> um, anyway. Hama was going to tell them with this big dinner uh, like that she was going to make, and it was going to be like uh, this big reveal or whatever. Uh, but instead, um, yeah, Hama's like found out this way, and then she doesn't even seem that upset about this. She just wants to get ready to cook. Uh, what were your thoughts on the reveal here? It just fueled Katara's fire. She was just so into it, because I guess she's like... <laughs> Oh, you're so anti-Katara. I know, and it seems so bad, but I don't know what it is about her. Like, there, I, I don't know. I just, I, and this is even from, like, childhood. I did not ride with Katara. Never. I've always been a toss-up person. But she was the only option. The oh, other God. options were Aang and Sokka. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I always root I always rode for Zuko, always and forever. But Katara, she no, 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 no. All right. She, well, 
I, I'm I'm sorry that that uh, that you came on such a guitar centric episode. Then, oh, I guess I'm glad so that we could know how much how much disdain you had. No, uh, that, the the episode transcends Katara, so it's fine. Is, it transcends Katara. Zach, what were your thoughts on the reveal here? Um, I didn't have too many thoughts on the reveal, but I did want to talk about this. So she said she's been buying ingredients to cook a big water tribe feast, and that ocean quam cup. Quamquats are a lot like sea prunes, which discuss Aang, and this is a callback to Bato of the Water Tribe, when Aang is like disgusted by the sea prunes. So look at that. I found another way to shoehorn Bato of the Water Tribe into the podcast. There, <laughs> there we go. go. Yeah. Living rent-free in your mind. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just not these, paying any rent at all. Yeah. These <laughs> these sea prunes. Um, but yeah, that, that was funny. I had totally missed that actually. That's a good, uh, that's a good point. Uh, Hama's yeah, also, they, oh, I'm so sorry. I keep no interrupting worries. you. <laughs> Hama also is totally cool about them. Like, and again, I know what I said at the beginning of the podcast about how, like, I think it's fun to like look through people's houses. If I found someone <laughs> looking through my things, I would be so annoyed. I'd be like, are you kidding? What is going on? But Hama was like, oh my God, it's totally cool. Like, don't even worry about it. She was, I mean, we know it's because she had bigger plans. And so she had to, you know, appease them. But her reaction is a red flag in and of itself. Yeah, she doesn't really seem to care at all. They're looking around her house. Uh, In fact, like Sokka's apology is a total (laughs) non-apology. He says, and I knew you were keeping a secret. So we're both right. Like, that's, like, what? <laughs> like, you can't preface your apology by saying that. Uh, but Hama doesn't care at all. Uh, instead, Hama, like, they go ahead and they make all these dishes or whatever, and they get a uh, five-flavor soup. Uh, what do you think the five flavors and five... Fil- uh, that's hard to say. What do you think the five flavors and five-flavor soup are? Hmm, that's a good question I wasn't prepared for. I feel like fire flakes might be one. Actually, no, because okay. it's a water tribe feast. So what are you some could, water You could put some fire flakes, flakes in it. I think it's yeah. a good idea. So, so sea prune, fire flake, uh, lychee berry. Oh, lychee berry. Some bramble berries maybe too. Yeah, bramble berry. <sighs> what else are avatar-related foods? It just berries in this soup, though. (laughs) Sounds so bad. Yeah, you don't want fruits in your soup. I feel like you'd want more veggies. I feel like a fruit soup wouldn't be too bad. Isn't tomato a fruit? Yeah, technically, but I don't know. Tomato. Maybe that was a dangerous thing to say so boldly. I have no idea. (laughs) No, tomato is a fruit. But (laughs) you're like, what the heck? Why not a tomato? (laughs) Wait, I I would not be so okay. It is a fruit. It is a fruit. These these sorts of things where it's like, oh well, technically a strawberry is not a berry. It's like, who cares? Like, who cares? That that one really annoys me. Someone told me that a strawberry is not a berry, and it's like it's in the name. Like I don't care what the definition of a berry is. Like it's like what is that person trying to prove? What are they trying to <laughs> prove? Where they're like actually idiot? It's not a berry. Like what? Who cares? I don't know. It it really it annoys me uh, when people are like, well, technically this is actually a vegetable, and it's like God. Great, good for you. Anyway, so the five flavor soup <laughs> contains lots of berries. I've decided we don't have the fifth flavor. Maybe it's love. Uh, <laughs> it's love. <laughs> it's love. <laughs> I I don't know what it was. I, I will say it's getting <gasps> late. So it could be blood. It could be right. blood. Oh, put it all back together. Put it all back together. It's the Hama woman. I bet it's <laughs> blood. Wait, just be no, 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 no. I will make a firm stand. She's prepping because, them just because. 
she bends blood does not mean she drinks blood in her soup. Like that's a totally that's like Well like, doesn't I this happen in scary movies a lot where they'll like they'll cook something and then they're like, LOL, you actually ate your friend the other day. <laughs> like, doesn't that happen in scary movies? <laughs> like where I've like, never had it been said like that. Because, you know, <laughs> <See>? LOL, <laughs> you, you actually ate your friend, but maybe. Uh, I feel like I that's know. a thing. I feel like it's a thing. You guys I'm just go ahead and veto blood. Yeah, please get us away from this topic, Zach. <laughs> no, it's still going to be on this topic. So, <laughs> so I remember right. in religious, I went to a religious elementary school and I remember oh, watching God. a movie where this, um, this evil woman like eats somebody's heart and they like have it off camera. Like she's about to eat the heart. And I was like, that reminded me of what Audrey was talking about. These horror in movies. elementary school. Yeah. In elementary they showed, school. They, like, they showed us some messed up she- crap in that elementary <laughs> school. They, showed, they talk about like the antichrist, but in Arabic, his name was Dajjal and he was really terrifying. So yeah, there was a lot of horrible stuff in that elementary school. Well, that's like whenever, whenever my niece got baptized, the priest, he was like, okay guys so like we do perform like an exorcism but like it's not like how it is in the movies and i was like what what and like he like maybe he was joking like i don't know all the ins and outs but he said that and i was like is this like a like is this the first red flag that it's like this is like not like a real thing like this is not what i should be doing but like he he laughed and then everyone was like oh my god so funny but when he said that i was like did anyone else catch that? Like, is that what it should be going on? But everyone seemed super cool about it. It was all for the jokes. <laughs> but I was shook. I was so taken aback. <laughs> I'm I'm stunned. The the last two stories that you told, like Audrey and Zach, have like gotten me in such a weird headspace. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry vetoing any blood or exorcism or antichrist talk. <laughs> Uh, for the rest of the night, I, I'm not sure I can handle it. Well, we have to talk about blood later on in the episode. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Well, we, you know, we could make the recap really short by skipping over every <laughs> single thing that has to do with blood. We would be done in like five minutes from this. Point, yeah, so. literally. Um, yeah. Okay. I guess we can talk about blood, but no more eating hearts. That's disturbing. I know it didn't oh, even happen, but yeah, that's, that's wild. True, true. It was disturbing. that is wild. It scared me, scared me uh, as a kid. Honestly, I forgot about it until now. <laughs> Yeah, this I, episode's I push, just bringing out trauma. Yeah. Just repress that no, memory until you do your next Avatar rewatch. Just go ahead and push that one down uh, completely. <laughs> yeah, we'll do. We'll do. Oh, God. Anyway, so Hama reveals she's a waterbender by bending everyone's soup into bowls. And then Sokka asks how she ended up in the Fire Nation. And she explains that 60 years ago, the raid started. And then we see like a flashback to her and the Southern Water Tribe with like the black snow falling down, which I always think is kind of cool. Even in the live action movie, that might have been like one of the only cool parts, the black snow <laughs> falling down. So, yep, yeah, that's that is probably the highlight of the movie was that like beginning uh, part. But yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is it is cool to watch them come. I think this is like a really good way to tell the story. It moves pretty quickly uh, when they're talking about this because like she's saying like, oh, you know, they're like at first we were fighting them off, but they kept rounding us up more and more. And the way that they like show that her numbers were going down as she like is the only one. Um, we also see that the ship that they get into in the first episode uh, was there, and like we see how it got there. Uh, so I thought that was cool. They like tied that off. 
Uh, and then they showed that she was captured. I think this was like a nice way to tell her story. I appreciated that. Yeah, she got very emotional at the end, which I was like, convenient, because she literally, he was like, because <laughs> Sakos was saying something, she was like, I I can't go on. I'm like, girl, you literally said basically the entire thing, but that's just another red flag for further into the episode, because of no. course, Katara was like, we get it. Don't say another word. And I'm like, oh my god. Well, like, okay, no. I'm sorry. Wait, Audrey, let's say you're at a dinner table, and someone <laughs> says, and someone's like, oh, no, that's too traumatic. You'd be like, sorry, red flag. You must finish your sentence. And then no. someone's like, oh, no. No, 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 Audrey, Audrey, don't, <laughs> don't let her finish. And you're like, no, shut up. You're sympathizing with her. You finish <laughs> no. your story, woman. You're taking this in this specific context when you have all of these other things that are lining up. And then she saying, doesn't want to say this. No, I think Audrey might have a point here because Sokka is inquisitive still and he's asking how did she escape and why she stayed in the Fire Nation, which are fair questions. Like, how did you escape out of prison? And then she just says it's too traumatic. Like, I don't know. Or even even the prison thing, totally. But like, oh, hey, why why did you never return to the Fire Nation? Like, did you like it here? Like, she couldn't answer that? I mean, it's far. Like, what do you expect her to (laughs) swim? Like, I guess that's I can't true. get across. I can't get across Lake Michigan. You think she can get across right. the entire world? Like, <laughs> we did talk about center. swimming earlier. That's true. <laughs> I was like, I won't equator. even try. She's going from the equator to the South Pole. Like, I th- I think that's a pretty reasonable reason that she's not going to go. Yeah, points have been made. Points have been made. This is going to turn on to an all-out war. I'm, I'll protect Katara. <laughs> yeah, you will. You're writing for her. You know what's oh, funny? Yeah. On the first episode we all did together, I felt like I was the one debating with Audrey a little bit about Katara. <laughs> but now, Jacob and Audrey, you guys are like... Well, Zach, the other other week, you uh, came around to Zutara in the uh, beach episode. I was listening to that, and I was like, hell yeah, I feel vindicated that you are now team... Zutara because uh, of how May that. and uh May and him were a little canoodling. Yeah, well May and him just seemed to lack so much chemistry <laughs> that it made me think like maybe Katara and him and they're like one moment might have had better chemistry. So yeah, maybe I'm a little bit converted to that side. But not really. I'm still anti Zutara personally. Oh no. Still wow. full. Full on. That's where I she could it. redeem herself. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I think by the end of this podcast, we're all going to be fighting with each other. It's going to turn into <laughs> like bickering. I, we're going to take uh, we're going to take like Hama's old person energy and just become oh, old bickering. God, I'm god. actually excited to become old for the reason that you can just like pick fights with anyone and no one tells you to stop. Oh no! Once I turned 25, I was like, it's it's over. My life is over. <laughs> like any age, 25. Like. Any age before that, I was like, wow, like, I'm still pretty young, but, like, I'm a cool age. 25 hit me. I was like, it's all downhill from here, I guess. Like, what's next? 30? Like, it struck me. Old age is not not the T. So, I'm sure we have a lot of listeners that are older. In fact, I know we have many listeners who are older than 25. (laughs) As someone who's as uh, younger, I'm a little bit worried now. Uh, You're saying 25 is when everything changes. Like, I don't have much time left. I'm a little worried too because I just turned 25 a few weeks ago. So, <laughs> yeah, Zach, it well, might hit you that you have nowhere to go but 30. Oh yeah, yeah. Nowhere to go but 30. Maybe, maybe this is a me problem, but I felt it. I was like, <laughs> again with the existential crisis, I was like, guess it's over. 
game over. <laughs> Where are we going from here? Wow. Who knows that uh, you coming on this podcast would have such a psychological toll. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Uh, <laughs> what can I, I say? I have I'm, that effect. I'm, I'm quite I'm quite apologetic about it. You know, I think we should pay for your next Coke from Sonic Stop. so that you can like you can get in a better headspace, like no, y'all, for the listeners, I had a wild time getting here because I had a mishap at the local McDonald's. And so maybe that's rubbing off on my mood for the day. <laughs> no, you've, you've come with a great energy, but it's just a little Thank different, you. I suppose. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we try. We yeah. try to keep no, things this, different. <laughs> yeah, this is perfect. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, okay, so back to the episode, uh, Katara and Hama, they're, they're talking, uh, they're getting some lowdown about, like, uh, you know, the Southern tradition, uh, anyway, they're, like, uh, going, and they decide to go outside, uh, they're, like, standing somewhere on the outside of town, um, anyway, Hama's talking about how, like, uh, when you're in the South Pole, there's a lot of water around you, and so when there's a lot of water, uh, you're good, but then, Sometimes that's not the case. And Guitar is like, yeah, like I, I know this to be true. Like I was in the desert and I felt that like, there was nothing I could do. I've even used my own sweat for water bending. And Hama's like, look, there's water everywhere. All you have to do is get it. So then she like gets some from the like air, I guess, from the water, the, the moisture, like, the humidity, the humidity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty humid in my room right now. So Hama would have a field day. She was. My room is so freaking humid. Uh, hate that. Hate that for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I very much agree. Um, anyway, the flower the one was funny. The flower one, uh, like in this, like you know, montage speech that she has, she takes out mm-hmm. the flowers, and Kotara is like, "Ah, wow, the flowers! <laughs> like that sucks. You have to kill them." <laughs> and Hama was like, "Who cares? Like it's fine." She fully. Hama is very patronizing, I think, towards Katara here because whenever she's like, Katara seems like, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed when she's like, one mm-hmm. time I even used my own sweat. And Hama was like, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like back to my story. And the same thing with the flowers. Katara is like, oh, the flowers, they're dead now. And she's like, what? It's just a flower. What are you going to do about it? But she's very like, she is on her mission to get yeah. the story across. Yeah. So to so say like what Hama does is so Hama says like, uh, yeah, like you can take it even further. You can take the water out of the uh, plant itself. So she does like a sweep around. She creates a circle around herself. All of the like actual flowers, these fire lilies kind of like wilt away because all their water's taken. And Hama has like a bunch of water. Uh, that she's able to use to slice a rock. Um, anyway, so, like, yeah, then, yeah, as you said, like, Katara says, like, oh, it's really sad about the flowers. Uh, and Hama uh, talks about, like, the ultimate technique that she's going to teach her later that night. Uh, you know, I, I do think, uh, you know, we should stay woke, uh, you know, stay on these conspiracy theories. <laughs> Are crop circles just waterbenders getting practice? Ooh, that's an interesting theory. Do waterbenders are waterbenders like are the aliens waterbenders? Is that what you're that, thinking? That's what different I'm planet. We talked about how they're on a not Earth, and now we're talking about aliens from a different planet. That's how we do it. All the way coming back together. <laughs> that's true. And people say they got abducted by aliens. Maybe they're just getting blood bended up, and then abducted look, by Hama. This is coming together. I'm a little worried. 
we are Maybe putting the pieces together. Podcast. No, Maybe honestly, it's coming together. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> um, in the middle of this uh, scene with Hum and Katara, we get a scene between Aang, Sokka, and Toph. They're kind of just like walking around uh, trying to find some spirits that uh, they would like <laughs> make upset or something. I don't really understand like what their purpose is. But then this is where Toph says like, oh, maybe the moon spirit just turned mean. And Sokka like goes full irate. He's like, no, the moon spirit is a gentle, loving lady. She rules the compassion with her, uh, or she rules the sky with compassion and her lunar goodness. Like, <sighs> with Sokka and Yue, I will say, you can see for Sokka that this is like his true love, right? He loves this girl. But why? You knew her three days or something. Like, they did not know each other, I feel like, very long. Maybe, like, obviously, it's just, like, a few episodes. So, like, it could be weeks for them. Yeah, I, I think it's only a few days because they get there right before the, like, uh, before. It always the, struck yeah, me. That, that relationship always just struck me to my core. I was like, you're obsessed but you've known her for literally 72 hours. Like it obviously the trauma people like trauma bend, trauma bending, trauma bonding, (laughs) (laughs) trauma bonding is a real thing. Like, but come on, like you already have a new girlfriend. Suki is out here doing something, but he just like, he's still on UA full tilt. He knew Suki before Yue. I always thought his like little dalliance with Yue was kind of cheating on Suki personally. <laughs> I talked about they did that not, in the episode. They they didn't define their relationship. He's fine. It's he he's in the clear. Yeah. Um, I will say, like he does fall fast. Seventy-two hours is like only time for a Sizemore vacation. Like it's not like, yeah, it's literally, not literally. <laughs> Uh, like it really is it really is a very short time and it doesn't make a ton of sense but he will defend her forever so it's at least sweet like he's loyal he's loyal to her and maybe okay so this goes like into the comics but apparently Sokka and Suki like don't last forever they like break up oh honestly horrifying like I thought they were end game but I guess that makes sense if he's like still so stuck on Yue like even here, yeah. It like you know, it makes me feel like okay, Suki they shouldn't both, feel that bad. Yeah, no, they both have better things going on. Like Suki's got like a, a badass organization she's a part of. Sokka's obsessed with the moon. Like it, it's just it's a it's complicated. Yeah. Um, anyway, so after this like uh, outburst by Sokka, Aang saying uh, like, "Hey, uh, random person, can you tell us anything about this person that's been stealing people?" Uh, and the person says, hey, you got to go to Old Man Ding. So then they go and they meet up with Old Man Ding. And this guy does not like being called Old Man Ding. Uh, he's he's very upset about it. He looks absolutely absurd. He's one of the most crazy looking characters I think we've seen in Avatar. Uh, yeah. But anyway, he like uh, hammers his thumb. Then he like drops a bunch of stuff. He like can't pick up wood. This man's really falling apart. Uh, I'm surprised that Hama wasn't able to bloodbend him, even without the full move. This man looks weak as hell. Yeah, he was fully spiraling, which relatable content. <laughs> the spiral is real, but like he also, this part bothered me too, because he hit his finger after he had already like turned around to the see the people. There's no way. There's like the left and right brain, whatever, how that like signals your hand movement. 
I just never understood how he still hit his hand after he had fully like changed where his mind was. He's old. Like it all takes a while for him. I mean, he's so he's old. old. Like, that's it. <laughs> he has well. First off, his head shape really does bother me. I'm very, very sorry if anyone has his head shape in real life, but like as soon as I saw it, it was like it's just upsetting. And he's got so many liver spots on his head. Like he's just clearly an old person. But like, also <laughs> he has a terrible name. Like the name Ding is just like. Ugh. I don't know. Like it needs some sort of qualifier on it. Like old man, like back to trauma names, trauma names, back to your cousin. Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> he has another trauma name. Very uh, true. Um, anyway, Zach, <laughs> what were your impressions of old man Ding or should we just move on? <laughs> we can just move on, but I feel like him surviving the blood bending might be the best thing to happen to him in his old, like shitty life. part. Of and this is actually, I, for a hot minute i was like why are we here why are we talking to him but it goes back to the screaming hills yes he's like they took me to the hills i had to like rewind that part because i was like why is that important like who cares but yeah because he, he he explains he didn't see a spirit but he felt something come over him possessing him and forcing him to walk up to the mountain but then the yes. sun came up and he was able to regain control of himself again Yes. Yep. And so then Toph is like, oh, yeah, I did have that whole Screaming Mountain thing. We should go check that out. Um, which I think was just funny that, like, now that she's just like, it randomly came back to her. Um, anyway, so then they go to the mountain. Uh, they're all, like, uh, you know, trying to find this, uh, this screaming people underneath the mountain. Uh, Toph, like, feels the ground. She's like, oh, I can hear them there this way. We never get any apology from Sokka being like, I'm sorry, I didn't believe you. I, like, he should apologize. He should be forced to apologize. He yeah, should, facts. but he won't. He should, but he won't. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Anyway, the next scene that we get is Hama and Katara. They're in the forest by themselves. Uh, now there's a full moon out in front of them. Uh, and as, like, uh, you know, Hama's, like, standing there, she's, like, getting a little too into it. Uh, like, <laughs> as she's sitting there, she like starts flexing and her veins start coming out as if she's doing like a bunch of steroids at the gym. And then she says, she says in like the creepiest tone ever, I've never felt more alive. And it's like, this happens every 14 days. Like, why are you so obsessed with this? Just She's really into it. <laughs> she's really into it. Yeah, well, the the veins was horrible. The veins. Mm-hmm. That's an old people thing for sure. <laughs> God. Is that an old person thing? Yeah, they're super veiny, I feel like. My grandma. Oh, at least in the hands. In the hands. In the hands, they like protrude mm. more. Now you mm. don't want to get old anymore, I'm, Jacob? I'm, I'm, no, definitely not. I'd like to stay <laughs> under 25, so I have limited, <laughs> yeah. uh, unlimited possibilities. Um, oh, God. Unlike you two old folks. Yeah, literally. God. 25. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Anyway, yeah, so Hama, really creepy. Uh, then we go back to Aang, Sokka, and Toph. They get to the mountain. They uh, they see the fact that, uh, or I guess at first they're like, oh, I can't see anything. And then Toph's like, okay, I can. Which like, great, Sokka. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Anyway, they all go down to a cave. Uh, then they see this door. They open the door. And then a bunch of people in the prison are all like, oh, my gosh, we're saved. And Aang still doesn't get it. He's like, oh, I didn't know spirits made prisons. Like, 
Oh, God. <laughs> I was honestly more annoyed by Aang this episode than Katara. I feel like Aang this episode <laughs> is so dumb. <laughs> He's just irrelevant this episode. He is True. so irrelevant. True. Yeah, but like, he should be able to piece this together. Like, he's the bridge between the spirit world and the regular world. Like, he should know if there if spirits are going to take people to prison, they would take them to the spirit world for prison, like the Habai did. Like, they're not going to make a prison underneath the mountains. And then, like, Aang last week was dumb, like, with the, the letter uh, to Toph uh, and Katara, oh, even though, like, you know, the whole reading thing. Yeah, Aang's not had a very good stretch. He's spiraling. Yeah, he's about to do some big stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he is what, 12? That's another thing with yeah. the, I always like, it throws me when I'm like, he's supposed to be like 12. Yeah. Every single time. I, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, well, I could be 14. That always yeah. throws me. She's only 14 the whole time. She's younger than Zuko. Zuko's the older sibling, if I recall. Yeah, correctly. but. But Azula, like, fully spirals. Like, she can't handle the stress. Whereas, like, Aang at least rises to the occasion. Like, Azula yeah. falls apart. True. Yeah, uh, relatable. And, yeah. Uh, anyway, so then all of these prisoners have to really spell it out for them. It's like, oh, no, it's a witch. Uh, and then Sokka's like, oh, a witch? He's been skeptical of Hama the whole time. He hears it's a witch, and he's like, huh? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> then... He, they have to uh, like spell it out and say a dark puppet master for Sokka <laughs> to be like, oh, it's Hama. Like, come on now, pick up the pace. Yeah. Um, anyway, the so then they, exactly. They all set out uh, to go and free uh, free these prisoners and then take Hama. This is skipping ahead a bit, but later we'll see that like when uh, like Aang, Sokka, and Toph all show up, they show up with the rest of the villagers. So like. It's a little bit crazy that these people didn't want to go home, but instead they wanted to go confront Hama. Like, you haven't seen your family in a while. Like, go home. But it's wild. They have, they have full uh, Big Brother 23 energy when they're <laughs> just living their lives. <laughs> Not going home. They said, screw that. We're going to... We're gonna... <laughs> that is... that. Yeah, that is a very niche joke. I'm not sure, uh, you know, everyone will get the whole Todger Call House thing, but I absolutely love it. That is completely accurate. So who is this Todger Call guy? Like, I, I know Wait, they're, like, hanging out you, at this house, but who is, who is he? You, like, Todger Call? Like, who, yeah, he's, who like, a, like, a, a decently famous singer. Oh, he's, uh, Todger Call is very famous in, like, uh, like, if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. He's, like, on there sometimes. Like, he has, like, music. He was in, uh, I'm pretty sure he was in the, uh, Broadway play Kinky Boots. Like, he, oh, like, okay, okay, he has cool. things here and there. Did my mic come on time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, guys can hear me good. Little, but it's a, for a little bit. <laughs> okay, but cool. I think, I think we covered it up well enough. It, it wasn't cool. super, yeah. Cool, cool, anyway, cool. so Todger Paul was on like one of the earlier seasons of American Idol where it still mattered mm. that you were on. Oh. And then uh like was like a singer, like you know, sort of famous, or whatever. But Todger Call is a massive Big Brother fan. And so mm. after the season, he hosted a cast party and then everyone just stayed for like multiple weeks. It's been ten days. Yeah. Anyway. Just chilling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I and Taryn's there, and I am so upset that Taryn's not giving a live feed update of the Tundra Call House. That is like a mystery. Seriously, 
It really is. I mean, I just love that they're all thriving. I want so much for most of those people. Like, <laughs> I love them so yeah. much. Well, uh, sorry to the audience that does not care about each other. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I really, I had some thoughts on this. So I'm glad I could express them, but we can get back to Avatar. Um, anyway, Hama goes over the story. Uh, Zach, do you want to go through it, uh, like Hama's story in the Fire Nation? Sure. I kind of wanted to clip this, but because it's a pretty good like little scene we get here. We cut back to Hama explaining to Katara how like horrible the prison was. So they piped in dry air, kept them suspended above ground, so they had no access to water. But during the full moon, she still felt enriched with energy, and then she realized that the rats that scurried along the floor of her cage were nothing more, and I'm quoting her directly, than skins full of liquid. So then she practiced bending the blood within the rats for years. Which is a pretty like dark and depressing backstory here for yes. I wasn't expecting this. When I first watched the episode, like years ago, I was like, damn, this woman really went through it. Holy. Yeah. She did. So she talks about like controlling the water in someone else. And it's like how did you think of that? Like, it's just so twisted that to have that thought is like kind of wild. Um, I also appreciate that the rats weren't like regular rats, but they looked to be like rat elephant or something like that. Um, I thought that was like, really cute. Uh, yeah. yeah. So then I did really appreciate that the fire nation who normally looks like they never have any of their stuff together did come up with a prison that like was effective here. Cause like with the earthbenders, they have them like, using coal all the time and so like yeah it's easy to break out like in the imprisoned episode but here like it looks like they did pretty good like they kept people away from water so they couldn't bend like it's smart yeah fully uh, they, they did their they did their uh due diligence and they actually you know came up with an idea that was good this part like shook me to my core whenever she was uh explaining it she was she said something she was like where there's uh life there's water I was mm -hmm. like, what? <laughs> like literally, <laughs> me again. Maybe this was like my airplane brain. I was like, wow, what the heck? That's so true. <laughs> Even though, like, I don't, I don't drink water literally at all. So I was like, she'd have a tough time with me. LOL. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you just have like coke flowing through your veins. Yes. Yes, literally only drink Diet Coke, but that's besides the point. But I like this was a smart play on her because, again, if I was put into prison, I like I would have no idea what the hell I would do. I would just, yeah. oh, it'd be so traumatic, obviously. Well, that's so funny. The thought, like, in my head, Canon, now Hama can like bloodbend anyone except like you and Akiva because you drink too much soda and it's like not possible. It's like, oh, there's too much carbonation. I can't get the, I can't get the water bending right. Literally. Um, anyway, so Hama goes over her like uh, her escape plan. She says, like, once she mastered the rats, I was ready for the men, which like just sounds gross. But anyway, she like uses <laughs> she uses the bloodbending. Uh, to get the guard to grab his keys and unlock her. And so she's able to make her escape. And she talks about how uh, she says, this is like almost a quote, the cell to unlock, or the, her cell was unlocked by the very guards assigned to keep her in, which I thought was like a cool way to phrase that. Fully. Anyway, she realizes that she can use this to control everything. And Katara, who is not, who, she wasn't even down with the like fire lilies, is like, I don't know if I would want that kind of power to reach inside and control someone. 
And then Hannah says something wild. She says, the choice is not yours. The power exists. Like, what? That's just wrong. You do have the choice whether to use the power or not. Like, I will say, I will say, this part also annoyed me with Katara, how she was, like, sobbing over, like, learning how to bloodbend, which, uh, of course, I'm sure bloodbending is, like, a very intense power to have. But why are you crying? Like, and again, you know, I need to say tears are justified. Emotions are justified. But this, you literally, like, you never have to bloodbend again. Like, it got you out of this little issue here. But why are you crying? Because you don't have to do it anymore. I I think yeah, it's still I mean, a traumatic experience to have to bloodbend. Uh, like, it's worth crying over, to be honest. I can't fault it. Like, you can fault <laughs> for the stuff you were saying earlier, sure, like, maybe, but crying over bloodbending, I think that's justified. I mean, we've all probably on this podcast cried over worse <laughs> things, so I can't yeah, do that. I literally will, like, cry when a song is, like, really good, and I've listened to it, like, a ton of times, but, like, that particular time it hits me different and I start crying. So, like, someone crying over, like, bending another person, like, okay. Like, <laughs> That's like the movie Soul. Just... Have y'all seen the movie Soul? I have not. Yes. Never in my life have I cried so hard than at the end of the movie Soul. So, honestly, maybe Katara is justified because <laughs> I, like, when I say heaves, like, full sobbing heaves at the end of the movie Soul. So, of course, you know, a traumatic event where you have to take over someone's body and like do all that maybe that is uh grounds for crying if yeah. a pixar movie can literally like destroy me yes <laughs> all right i'm glad that we can at least close the empathy gap a, uh empathy gap a bit here totally um, anyway so then uh hama's talking about how like oh yeah like we're gonna fight these people with any means necessary the fire nation tried to wipe out our entire culture so it's justified guitar is not really like buying it uh, and then, like, she finally realizes, like, oh, you're the ones making people disappear. Um, and Hama's like, yeah, like, everyone deserves this. Like, uh, they should get thrown in uh, to the prison to rot. So, yeah, where do we land on this debate? Like, I think it's pretty clear. It's, like, bad. We shouldn't, like, trap villagers. But I guess, how wrong is Hama? Like, yeah, Zach, I do want, like, an official answer. If it was Fire Nation soldiers, would it be okay? If it was, like, the Fire Nation bourgeoisie, would it be okay? Like, where's the line here? Yeah, I think if it's the Fire Nation bourgeoisie or Fire Nation soldiers, it's okay, in my personal opinion. I want to skip back ahead a bit here, because Hama's talking about fighting by any means necessary. We've had Katara Luther King, now we have Hama <laughs> X talking about by any means necessary. <laughs> <laughs> literally uh, <laughs> so there we go <laughs> hit the nail on this the head this was <laughs> the peak of Aang in there <laughs> we will not get better so every listener can stop listening right now that was the best joke that we will have in the podcast <laughs> so you can go ahead and hit unsubscribe but rate us five stars for that. Congrats, joke. guys! Zach, you did it. Congrats on a job time. I always try to have like I'm, I feel like Jacob kind of runs the podcast, but I try to have like <laughs> one good joke an episode. So I'm glad I was able to get my one in there. For those of you who don't know, Malcolm X, uh, obviously cultural American figure, he would talk about uh, winning by any means necessary a lot. So yeah, that's all. That's the joke. The, 
<laughs> but but like the fact that like it is like we like okay, I just appreciate it so much because it ties back like what we said like a year ago about in prison. Like, yes, <laughs> I I need to give you your flowers for how good that. Is. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Wow, uh, full circle. By any means, he like she literally even says with yeah. any means necessary. Yeah, yeah, I had it in my notes. Hama X. <laughs> <laughs> wow, oh, that's good. That's good. My entire day is made. Um, yeah. So then, uh, yeah, we really do have like a, a whole, uh, you know, division here between Katara, Luther King, and Hama X. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Hama, that, oh yeah. So Katara is like, I'm not going to use, uh, like blood bending. And then, uh, like Katara suddenly like can't, you know, move her hands as she wants to. And Hama like turns on Katara here. Uh, saying, uh, like, oh, like, I'm gonna just, like, take control of you anyway. And then she even kind of, like, makes fun of her, saying, like, you should have learned the technique before you turned against me, which is, like, pretty sound advice. Like, I agree. <laughs> she should have learned the technique and then said no so that she could fight back. Like, I don't Fully. know why is saying that, but, like, makes sense to me. No, you're right. And I don't, I don't get the part where, so Hama has Katara like in a chokehold basically with her blood bending and then out of nowhere just not like did y'all catch that too like how did Katara like start to be able to fight back in this scene like out of nowhere I felt like she just started like water bending yeah you know? I felt like Katara was able to withstand the blood bending so she was able to somehow like diminish con- the control that um Hama had over her. Though you're right, it did seem kind of random to me as well. So, Well, what she says is, my bending is more powerful than yours. Uh, you're not the only person to draw power from the moon. Like, I think, like, so, if you look at, like, just their natural abilities, I think Katara is, like, so much better than Hama that Katara yeah. is able to pick this up pretty quickly. It is actually something <laughs> that's, like, cool about humans in general, is, like, it's way easier to learn something that someone's already done than to come up with something. So, like, Hama creates blood bending. And then, like, it took her, like, years to master. But then Katara, having heard this, is able to pick it up faster. Like, anyway, if you want to read more about that, it's called, like, the Human Colossus of Knowledge. It's, like, extremely cool thought. But the fact that, like, Katara, who's, like, more talented, is able to do it, actually, like, didn't feel too weird for me. Because, like, she's able to just, like, learn it. uh, And it's way easier to learn something than it is to come up with it. So I I thought that made sense to me. Um, anyway, so then they start getting to like a pretty classical, uh, water bending fight. So Katara like uses some water. She like throws it at Hama. Hama sends it back at Katara. Uh, they send water back and forth. Um, nothing really special there. Then Sokka like rolls up, uh, with Aang and is like, Oh, we know what you've, uh, we know what you've been doing. And Aang, uh, says like, uh, you've been outnumbered. And Hama says, No, you've outnumbered yourselves. This has very, like, Joker in the Dark Knight energy. Uh, where, oh, yeah. Like, Batman says to Joker, like, drop her, and Joker says, poor choice of words. Like, <laughs> and then, like, drops her from the building. I just thought that this, like, the way she was like, no, you've outnumbered yourselves. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's clever. Um, anyway, so she starts bloodbending Aang and Sokka. Uh, <laughs> they have no control. Uh, did you find this funny, Zach? Uh, I know this is, like, supposed to be comedic, but it didn't hit for me so much. Was it better for you? Did I find what funny exactly? The like, Sokka <laughs> fighting. So Sokka yelling like, Katara, look out! And then like, uh, Aang being like, this feels weird and like, going like this. 
Not really, because well, the stakes were so high. So I don't know, and especially <laughs> because like at one, uh, like by the end of the fight, because Sokka's about to stab Aang, so it's like, <gasps> yeah, this is where so it turned dark. Like, exactly, it was too dark to be funny for me personally. Yeah, yeah. The the one part that I think was like at least like got like a small chuckle is uh like Katar like freezes Aang to a tree, and she says, "I'm sorry, Aang," and Aang like in the distance is like. It's okay. <laughs> just, the way <laughs> yeah, he said like, it was like it was kind of funny. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. Anyway, so then yeah, Hama has uh, this moment where like she's sending Sokka with a sword right towards Aang, and like they're you know barreling towards each other. Katara like yells out no. They both like stop in their uh, stop in their motion. They're a bit confused, and we see Hama who then starts doing some weird little dance uh, as like Katara's blood bending her, and you can see that she like crumbles uh, her body as uh, Katara is like taking over. I think this was <sighs> a good way to end the fight. It was like yeah. pretty quick and abrupt, but I thought that this was very, very, uh, very, very like, what's the word? Apropos? 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 I don't know. Listen, I have no idea. No I'm going to go with appropriate. It was an appropriate way to end the fight. Yes. Uh, so yes. I enjoyed that. I'm just so uh, twisted because Hama's like, LOL, joke's on you. Like, this is what I wanted all along. <laughs> Katara, that's when she bursts into tears. But yeah, um, yeah it was very twisted. <laughs> well, I think the ending of this episode, like I know we talk about it all the time. Avatar episodes never end on a happy note. But this one is particularly sinister because Hama says, my work here is done. Congratulations, Katara. You're a bloodbender. And you realize that her plot was to force Katara's hand to make her bloodbend so she was able to pass on the knowledge. Mm. That is crazy. Like, ugh, so And evil. then it's just Katara sobbing. It's just her yeah. sobbing at the end. I got the like, uh, just thinking about it. What is what is the movie uh Call Me By Your Name? Mm-hmm. That movie ends with the kid just like sobbing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, like it's just like watching people cry is like such a weird experience i think and so just to, like literally yeah they decided to really stick it to us hard on this one because i was like this is so fucked up lol sorry they don't curse on this podcast <laughs> I, I did pretty good though we lasted until an hour 40 minutes <laughs> it's, that, it's fine it's an hour fun. and 30 minutes then <laughs> i don't think here, any kids listen to this yeah if, if you're oh, here you're family thank you for making <laughs> yeah, this far anyway sorry sorry to say a bad word um anyway Oh, One so thing funny. that I think is a little bit weird is like next episode, we're not going to see anything about this uh, previous episode. But like, Hama said, you're a bloodbender. And like, they are in the Fire Nation. And Katara like did bend her blood. Like, I don't know. <laughs> did we not expect that the village is at least going to like have her stick around for questioning? Like, make sure that like, you know, she doesn't do this to anyone else. Like, why is there no follow-up from this? I had this exact same question in my notes. Like, didn't Hama just out Katara as being a waterbender in front of the whole Fire Nation village? Because they oh. show up with Toph, right? So, yeah, that's yeah. a very good question, Jacob, and I don't know why. I did not think of that literally at all, but maybe they were just like, dude, you saved us. Like, we'll let you have like a 10 minute head start and then we'll figure it out from there. Like, that's crazy. But seriously, this episode just like, I literally think not until uh, 
like Legend of Korra book one, I don't think bloodbending is brought up again at all. Like maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but no, it's brought up one more time. Katara okay. bloodbends her mother's killer. Yeah, oh, yeah that, that's like you're right. That's you're right. Episode. <laughs> you're yeah. right. Oh, um, yeah, but yeah, it is like it is pretty cool that we get introduced to bloodbending here. I really do not understand how like Katara and everyone's able to get away. Maybe Katara's just like, look, it's the full moon. Like you're not going to keep me here. Like I can leave if I want. So just let me get on Appa real quick. Um, but yeah, it's it's not super clear how she gets away so easily. Um, but yeah, th- that's the episode. Of the Puppet Master. Uh, we get introduced to bloodbending. Um, we get introduced to this like creepy old woman, and there you go. That's uh, that's the episode. Zach, what are your thoughts overall on the episode? I love this episode, especially the back half. The last ten minutes are really cinematic and cool. Yeah, so I, good. I, yeah. I really enjoyed this episode. Like Hama's story and her like how she like came from the prison really resonated with me. I wanted to clip her whole blood bedding speech, but I thought eh, it might be too long. <laughs> but yeah, overall, just like the concept of blood bedding is so cool because it's like the type of thing that can only come from a place of like darkness and despair. Something like that can be mm-hmm. thought of. So yeah, overall, I really enjoyed this episode. What about you guys? Obsessed, yeah, um... loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just again it's just one of those episodes because there's a, you know a lot of i guess not a lot but the villain characters throughout the series but hama like hama and then also the face snatcher i always oh, forget the face snatcher. yeah like there's always just like i feel like one a book of just like such the craziest like most random thing and this is it for book three yeah. so it's always fun Facts. Yeah, and this this is really an episode. It's perfect that it's October because this is the perfect spooky episode. Like we so get the good. exact we get the exact type of energy that we need, which is just like someone who is evil. Like they have you know some motivation, and then like it's just it's creepy in the right ways that makes you like a little bit a little bit uh I don't know. Unsubtle. It's so good. Uh, yeah, it really it really does it quite well. And for all of this to happen in one episode of a children's show is like pretty impressive uh, in 23 minutes i'm like yeah. they were really on their like spooky horror like they put it all into this episode they were like we need it all right now we don't know if we'll get it back uh but they did so good yeah yeah well, they really did uh we should jump into the uh, episode rankings this is one of the like more iconic episodes so i'm excited to see where it falls within all the episodes of avatar as a brief reminder, every week we rank the episodes between zero and four cabbages. We take my score, Zach's score, the listener's score, and the guest score. We average them all up to get the official ang in their score. Uh, yeah, as we're in season three, this will be giving us the score for every episode for Avatar pretty soon. So I'm excited to see where they all end up falling. Zach, you want to start us off this week on where you think this episode falls? I'm going to give this episode a 3.7 out of 4. I'm pretty high on this episode. Like I said, especially that back half where you get like Hama's whole backstory, the fight, everything happening, the blood bending being revealed. Yeah, I really enjoyed this and I'm giving it a 3.7 out of 4, which is like one of my higher scores of season 3, I feel like. Only the beach, I think I rated higher. Yep. Uh, Audrey, where are you on the episode? (sighs) I'm trying to think between because I feel like I want to give it higher than a Mm 3.7 but the only thing that doesn't give it like a 3 the only thing that I'm like maybe I shouldn't do a 3.8 is because it 
is a standalone episode. And so while there are like some callbacks to it later on, like you were saying with the, uh, you know, the killer of the mom type thing, it doesn't like if this episode wasn't here, like it wouldn't really affect the like series, but we'll still give it like a 3.75. Can I do points? Yeah, sure. Okay. We'll do a 3.75 because it's just like, it's just so iconic Again, like I said earlier, everybody remembers this episode. And so maybe maybe we'll do... No, we'll do a 3.8. Because there are other standalone episodes, like the damn uh, passing... Like the Grand Canyon episode. The Great Divide. <laughs> the Great, the Great Divide. Divide. And that one's terrible. So we'll give this a 3.8 <laughs> because it is harder to make a standalone episode really good. And so this one is just hits it out of the park. There we yeah, go. Yeah, I think... I think there's very little this episode does wrong. Uh, Like, it does not waste much time. Uh, You know, there's, like, maybe some points where, like, you know, I would have wanted, you know, some other stuff in there. But, like, overall, I'm happy with it. Like, there's not really anything I'm left without. We get Hama introduced. We get Hama, like, her backstory. We get the payoff all in one episode. And it has ramifications for the rest of the series. Um, There's really... There's not much I don't like about the episode. I, I'm giving it a 3.9. The reason why I'm not giving it a perfect 4 is just because, like, I don't know, it is that standalone episode, even though it's got a lot of impact on the series. We don't have Azula, we don't have Zuko. Um, yeah. But, like, I wouldn't have even wanted them in the episode. It's just, like, it would have been... It would have been too much. Too yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, the listeners are a bit lower than <gasps> all of us, actually. Oh my not, God. not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, they're at a 3... Point six two. What? Let me see what that does for the average. That's still pretty high. 3.6. Okay. I mean, for an average score, yeah, I mean, that's that's high up there. I'm now looking at what our other other, uh, things have done this season, because I think it still might be the highest one from this season. Sorry, I can't. No worries. Yes, Um, it is. There we go. There we go. This is the highest from the season still. So there you go. 3.76. Puppet Master uh, reigns supreme. Woo! Um, We do have a fight this episode, right? Mm. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, great. So then Battle of the Battle, same thing as the episode rankings. Oh, wait, we even said last week that we were going to rank this battle, and I still (laughs) did. We did. (laughs) Yeah. It's all good. Um, I'll start. I'll start here. Uh, I'm giving this battle three out of four. It's pretty memorable with all the blood bending. Aang and Sokka are like actually about to die, so the stakes are pretty <laughs> high. Because you don't usually see that in these battles. Like, whenever Combustion Man Cup pops up, you know he's just gonna like miss a bunch of point blank shots with from his head. So I don't know. The stakes are never as high when he's fighting, but with this fight, yeah, the, like I said a bunch of times, the stakes were pretty high. So for that reason, I'm giving mm-hmm. it a three out of four. It was like a memorable enough. Yeah. Well, I'm, I am going to give is like a four too much because sure. to me, for me, I'm like, she literally didn't have to do anything to almost literally kill people. 
and she was like able to do it with her brain so that's pretty cool she literally would not have had her fingerprints on it literally nothing bringing her back to the crime like she could have done so good and so literally it's just because she talked too much also relatable content and was able to get katara in on it so katara turned on her i think it's pretty good i'm giving it a four i don't like like the whole like uh machines type of fights like let's use your brains people so i like it (laughs) audrey i love that the reason why you like this fight is that it would be hard to pin it on her (laughs) yeah literally the fight is better because it's probably very difficult to prove that she was the one to do it i think that that's a hilarious reason to like it Um, no it's perfect i'm there for it you know, I was going to give it a 3.4, but I'll just, I'll give it a 3.5 so I can end up right yes. here with the two of you. Um, <laughs> Perfect. I, I think it's, I, I think this is a good fight. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stakes in it. Uh, we get to see blood bending for the first time. But like, I don't know, like, we get some of the generic water bending in the middle. Like, it doesn't take super long. Uh, but like, in terms of iconic fights, it's definitely up there. So I think it's worth uh, giving a bit of a higher score. Wait, 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 wait. I just remembered, okay, maybe I don't want to rate it a four because, like, the Azula Zuko Agni Kai is a four. Well, and this doesn't, a four. this yeah. doesn't quite hit that. So we'll go, I'm taking it all back. 3.7. 3.7. Yeah. Wow. That's quite a drop. Okay, well, I'm going yeah. back to my 3.4 because I was really doing it to be in the middle of you. <laughs> We're like, LOL. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Hama. You suck, girl. We're not keeping <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, okay, that'll leave this fight at a 3.37. Um, Perf. <laughs> 3.37. Boom. That is the fight in the episode. And that's also all that we have for you this week. Uh, or actually, no, we have one question from Felipe. So we have been talking about scary things. We should at least give people some advice. Uh, Felipe wrote in and asked, how do I fall asleep after this terrifying episode? I'm spooked. So we've been talking about scary things the whole podcast, not even just the episode. We talked about really spooky stuff. So Audrey, do you have any advice for how we can calm down after a scary episode? So for me, whenever I like feel scared at nighttime if you have a lock on your door lock the door but if you don't yeah literally every single night and then if you don't i always like leave a light on so usually it's my tv because i have a pretty Mm -hmm. big tv and so like you know cascades light throughout the room and so i'll leave that on and just like fall asleep to tv because then you know you know makes me feel less alone Monsters cannot get you if the light's on. That's exactly. That's so there you go, Zach. What are your uh, what are your tips for coming down after being uh, watching a terrifying episode? Good question. Uh, take some melatonin, maybe <laughs> smoke a little brambleberry Kush if it's these. Those are both great pieces of advice. Uh, you know, I'll I'll go ahead. So far, we have uh, you know illicit substances and we have uh, <laughs> you can buy from like a drugstore it's not illicit <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no i okay i, I hear you uh <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and plug a meditation app uh okay. you know they have these things that like speak to you tell you to calm down they have like brain noises so that's usually how i fall asleep what's the app so there you go uh breathe okay 
Oh, but it's not. It's spelled weird. Here, I can get the actual spelling. Not E-R-T-E-T-H-E. sponsored content. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this we're is not, not sponsored. a sponsored content. <laughs> yeah, they didn't pay for me to say that. But I do like listening to the app because it has a bunch of brain noises and a bunch of like people saying, "Hey, stop being so stressed." So <laughs> I do fall asleep to it. Maybe they should sponsor us. Um, there you go. Anyway, there you go. That's how you can calm down after listening to this very spooky episode of Ang in there. Um, if you want to check out less spooky things that we're doing, uh, Audrey, where can people keep up with you? Well, actually, I so the funny story is I'm actually on this thing called the Penthouse Season 4. It's like an LRG, so a live reality game that's coming out October 21st. So fully watch that. See if I can make it to the top. If For anyone who doesn't know what the Penthouse is, basically... We, in May, we filmed this, uh, it was 18 contestants and we filmed, it's going to be on YouTube and it's a lot like Big Brother. That's like the best way I can describe it, but not, but it's a lot of fun. The season's really, really good. That's at the penthouse game. I guess you can find that through me on Twitter at Audrey Sizemore one. But yeah, get into it. It's a really good season. I highly recommend a lot of tears, a lot of twists. So it's really fun. October 21st. Did you play as evil as uh, Hama in the game? (laughs) You will have to see. I am under an NDA. I can't give anything away. Okay. Uh, Sounds good. So check that out. See if uh, any bloodbending techniques pop out. Uh, Zach, where can people keep up with you? People can find me on Twitter at ZachMohammed32. And what about yourself, Jacob? People can find me on Twitter at JKRedman. Uh, Anyway, that is all we have for you this week. We'll be back next week to talk about nightmares and daydreams. Uh, (laughs) Super excited to talk about that one with uh, special guests coming on. The question mark? Should we announce it? Uh, Well, I don't know if we should say the name. Is it confirmed? It's It's pretty confirmed. I guess just say it. Worst case, great. Naomi will be on. (laughs) She'll be talking about uh, nightmares and daydreams next week with us. Naomi, uh, host of Mike White was robbed, as well as the Live Reality Games podcast, will be here to talk about nightmares and daydreams uh, with us next week. So super excited to have her on. Um, Yeah. Anyway, until next week. uh, See you next time. Peace out. Woo. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.